doing all your shopping. May I ask, the left has ramped up its exp- uh, its efforts to abort babies. We have to do the same to help save babies. Preborn's network of clinics saves about 200 babies every day by offering free ultrasounds to expecting moms, doubling that baby's chance uh, at life, doubling the chance. Mom says, I want to keep the baby. It's 28 bucks. Now is the time to put your uh, urine write-offs at work. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, $28. We'll get an ultrasound for a mom. $5,000 will uh, cover them for a for a, a whole day, the entire network around the country. And $15,000 will buy an ultrasound machine. Please, if you can, write it off. Do the right thing. Preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash G-L-E-N-N. sick freak welcome to monday i've got good news too really good news you might have missed it over the weekend okay okay yeah you want to now yeah you want to open your presents i'm usually the one that's like you want to open your present now let's open your present it's not even christmas yet. i know sheila jackson lee lost ah blowout wow as the houston mayor uh mayoral good job uh, yeah she's well the problem was everyone was voting on the wrong day because she told them to. <laughs> or did her staff that she likes to berate mm-hmm. actually get that wrong? Perhaps intentionally. There's going to be, I'm, I'm afraid of, check check the office for bodies. I'm afraid oh, who she's going to murder oh, after this. Man. All right, we, uh, we begin hour number two of today's broadcast here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. It is possible to get rid of that pain that you've been carrying around for so long. But not only is it possible, you also also could go back to feeling the way you used to. Remember those days back when you didn't have to check in with your body before everything you did? I used to suffer from horrible pain in my hands all the time, and it has changed me for good. This is a supplement that helps fight inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried the Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order again and again. It's $19.95. Relief Factor. They even have their feel better or your money back guarantee. So give it a try. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. All right, so we're uh, doing a, um, I'm doing a charity auction for the next three days. I want to let you know about it. Uh, Glenbeckart.com. I'm auctioning off three separate uh, signed limited run uh, G-Clays of my art. Proceeds are going to three separate charities. Uh, I picked a piece of art specifically because they tell a story that I think relates to the work the charity is doing. Uh, one of the charities is the One Heart Project. It's a charity that helps young people rebuild their lives after being you know, put in prison. Uh, Ezra International is working to support impoverished and persecuted Jews, start a new life in Israel all over the world. 
and the charity that I founded, Mercury One. There are three different paintings. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you win and you're like, I like one of the other paintings, I'll, I'll do another painting, you know, for you, whatever is up on the website. Uh, you can go to glenbeckart.com. This is something, you know, what's great about this. Listen to this sales job. Student, listen to this. What's great about this is it's the end of the year. So whatever you give, it's all tax deductible. You're going to be able to write it off. And you have a piece of art signed by me that you can give to somebody you don't like. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're not necessarily targeting all of these for people you do like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's my art. What would piss somebody off more? I mean, if this isn't the holiday season, mm. tell me what is. What would piss off your family member that you have to get a present for than a piece of art that they might like? And then you tell them, yeah, see the signature? That's Glenn Beck. Oh, they'll hate it. And yet they'll have to hang it because you're coming over to their house all the time. Mm-hmm. Where's that really expensive painting I bought? Where is that? Oh, I mean, it's torture. It is. Yeah. So if you want to hurt someone that you're giving a Christmas present Absolutely. to, this, this is, is a great gift. way to do this it. This is your gift. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It's an interesting pitch. And it doesn't really cost you anything because you write it off. See what I'm saying? That's not exactly how taxes work. I'm but pretty yeah, sure that's the way it works. Pretty close. Don't convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I have to reevaluate. Anyway, uh, the highest bid uh, goes to a great cause. Just go to glenbeckart.com, glenbeckart.com. By the way, everything except the originals are 50% off right now. Uh, I found out when I did that, I found out, you know, that means that you make like $4 on the mm-hmm. art. And I'm like, that's how much this crap cost. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you remember you insisted on, you know, the best. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I'm not really getting rich off of this anyway. You just get a great piece of art. Uh, it's glenbeckart.com. That's glenbeckart.com. Uh, by the way, all the proceeds for the auction go to the charities. All the proceeds that come to me, that all goes to uh, preserve American history. Otherwise, I can't afford that. Uh, I got to tell you what. I, <laughs> I got to tell you what. We're trying to get at an auction, but you. I don't want to say it until after the auction because I don't want anybody else to know. Who might go, ooh. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Nope, nope. I'm not, what, auction? Nope. Don't know anything And your about wife it. is going to approve mm-hmm. these purchases my this time? Or? Going, my wife is going, I've noticed that lately, you're lately, what you've been doing is also not telling her about the auctions. You no, tell, no, no. You don't tell the people so they don't bid against you, and you no. don't tell her so she doesn't know that you're spending no, the money on them. I don't know what them. you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't about. know? Nope. Because I thought you would. Nope. Mm-hmm. Honey, we're just writing a check to... Charity. That's what we're. I need this. Don't look at the check. Don't look at the checkbook. No, no, no. Don't look at the checkbook. It's uh, you know, uh, there's so much <laughs> propaganda from the liberal media these days. The yeah. checkbook. Who knows what lies are in there, in that checkbook? In our checkbook? Yeah. yeah. Who knows what with the way they're man, the 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 wef is is manipulating these individual checkbooks now. Amen. Right. God, who knows yeah, what they're I doing? I do know what you mean right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That damn wef. Honey. Yeah. Right. <sighs> they're so oh, bad. Bastards. Hey, there's a new poll out that I'd like to share with you. It actually comes out tomorrow, so this is exclusive today. But I have some questions on it. So there's a new poll out that shows, um, seems to show that fraud may have happened in the last election. 
Okay. Hmm. Uh, this is a, uh, a brand new Heartland uh, Institute Rasmussen poll. Um, so he, here is, well, let me just, I'll just read the questions to you, all right? Mm-hmm. Here are the full results. On the election fraud, 2020 presidential election. One, if your state banned mail-in balloting in next year's presidential election, would you choose to vote in person or would you choose not to vote at all? 94% said that they would vote in person. 2% said they wouldn't vote. 4% said they're not sure. So very little impact when they always talk about like, we need to do this. So, but not much impact even for the people who do like it. Uh, We're now going to ask you several questions about voting in the 2020 presidential election. Your responses will remain anonymous. So please answer honestly. Who did you vote for in 2020? The presidential election, 45% Donald Trump, 46% Joe Biden, 4% 4% some other candidate, 3% didn't vote, 1%'s not sure. I, I want to know who that I person I can't is. remember who I voted I for. I can't. I just don't. I don't. Okay, this is not the FBI calling. You can tell right. us. Um, did you vote with an absentee or mail-in ballot in 2020? 30% yes, 68% no, 2% uh, not sure. Okay. Now, this, the following is answered by respondents who voted by absentee or mail-in ballot only. Mm-hmm. Okay, During the 2020 election, did a friend or family member fill out your ballot in part or in full on your behalf? 19... Well, well, before we go on, that's not legal, right? No. You can't do that. No. Uh, so that would be, if you say yes to that, you would no matter who some you sort voted of election for. violation. Right. During the 2020 election, did a friend or family member fill out your ballot in part or in full on your behalf? 19% said yes. 79% said no. Hmm. So 19% of that group uh, qualified for this particular voting. Yes, of the 30%. Okay. During the 2020 election, did you fill out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member, such as a spouse or a child? 21% 21% said mm. yes. You're not supposed to do that either. No. No. During the 2020 election, did you cast a mail-in ballot in a state where you were no longer a permanent resident? Uh-oh. You're not supposed to do that, Glenn. 17% said yes. 82% said no. 1% said, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the right way to answer, by the way, if you did it. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed I mean, to just say, you... ah, what are you talking I don't know. They've got you on tape, right? you know, with the NSA. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a, you know, this is Rasmussen, Colin, but you know they're listening. Anyway, during the 2020 election, did you sign a ballot or a ballot envelope on behalf of friend or family without his or her permission? What do you think that number is? Wow, without the permission. Without their permission. Should be. Before, it could have been like, I'm just filling it out for my wife. Right. You know, she's busy, and I was sitting there in the kitchen. I'm like, let me fill yours out. Yeah, like, I think you could come up with yeah. an argument like an elderly couple where one is maybe have yes. some issues. Like, there, right. I think even some states have some right. uh, ways to cover that. Yeah. But this is different, right? The, without well, their permission is, is Did you sign a legal. ballot or a ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member without his or her permission? Blatant election violation yes. um gosh i mean it shouldn't be more than a i mean, it should be zero obviously it should mm-hmm. be, maybe there's a couple of percent that 
one percent. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Seventeen percent oh, said wow. yes. That's way too high, boys and way girls. Way too high. Yeah. Uh, during the uh, 2020 election, did a friend, family member, or organization, such as a political party, offer to pay or reward you for voting? <laughs> that one really should be zero. That's blatantly illegal. You can't do that. One percent, not sure. Okay. I don't know where I got that money. Eight mm-hmm. percent, yes. That's really that's much too high. Do you know a friend, family? It's too high. It's that's much eight, too high. That's eight percent should go to high. jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know a friend, family member, coworker, or other acquaintance who has admitted to you? That he or she has cast a mail-in ballot in 2020 in a state other than his or her state of permanent residence. So eight, what was it? 17%. Was it 17? Uh, We're no longer, yeah, 17% said I was no longer a resident. And I did that. Okay. Did you have a friend, a coworker, anyone tell you they did that? 8% said yes. Hmm. Uh, do you know a friend, family, coworker, or other acquaintance who admitted to you that he or she has cast a mail-in ballot in 2020 in a state other than his or her permanent resident? 10% yes. Did you know a friend, family member, coworker, or any acquaintance who has admitted to you that he or she has filed uh, or filled out a ballot on behalf of another person? 11% said yes. Hmm. This is interesting, too, because, you know, some, sometimes poll questions have this thing where people will answer to benefit their own side yes right yes like, i mean in this one it's hard to see how that would happen because you're saying i mean maybe i guess if you're a conservative you're, you're... well there's the problem mm-hmm. okay so there's several things that i would like to know um first of all out of the ones who said they were democrats what was the percentage now is it different than the republicans correct mm-hmm. correct However, however, um, 43% of all ballots cast in the 2020 election were by mail. So if the survey is correct, it would mean that at a minimum, 9% of all ballots in the 2020 election involved fraud. More than double the difference between Trump and Biden in the national popular vote. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, if it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, One in 10 voters in the survey, including both in-person and mail-in voters, said they knew somebody who personally admitted to them that they had committed one or more kinds of voter fraud. This is an addition. This is the first time in history we know of where huge percentages of voters have admitted to committing voter fraud. The result of the survey also shows 8% of voters say that a friend, family member, organization's political party offered to pay reward for them voting another kind of fraud. If this survey is accurate, this is proof of wide, well, it's a poll, so I don't know if you can call it proof, but it is evidence that leads one to believe there was widespread uh, voter fraud. Now, Hmm. here's the problem. You know, it was 36% Democrat, 33% Republican, 31% other. Among the people who answered yes to some kind of fraud, the, a party affiliation was, I'll tell you in 60 seconds. First, 
credit card balances are at an all-time high. There is no sign that that is going to change anytime soon. A lot of Americans are getting absolutely buried in high-interest credit card debt. But there's good news if you're a homeowner, and it comes from American financing. If you're dealing with debts, American financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that debt. Just give them a call sometime today. The process starts with a free mortgage review with a salary-based mortgage consultant. If you start now, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, and you could even close in as little as 10 days. Nothing to lose. Call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, among the people that answered yes to some kind of fraud... The party official uh, affiliation was roughly even. Now, Mm. there's an important reason why you shouldn't look into the numbers for a specific voter ideology, party uh, behavior. One, this particular uh, poll, the sample size is way small once you take the poll from all of them and then say, did you vote by mail? Then it's it's down to a very a smaller number. And then you say, did you also vote this? It's an even smaller number. Right. Mm. Okay. 30% of respondents said that they voted via mail. One of the main questions, only a third of Republicans say they voted by mail. And this is another thing. If you just look at the Republicans who voted by mail, that would apply to the one third of the 30% mentioned. That's such a small group, it could skew it any, either way. But also, Democrats were more likely to vote by mail, 58%. Not 30, but 58. So the, t- the number might look equal, but it's not equal. So basically, there is a, again, all the uh, disclaimers aside here, there, there is a, an issue with these sorts of problems in all mail-in balloting and... In addition to that, Democrats tend to vote by mail much more often. Correct. So it probably is more of a problem on that side of the aisle. Though some of this might just be, while we call it fraud, it also is just a problem with mail-in voting generally. Yeah. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean someone's trying to do something um, uh, untoward. or It doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means that uh, there are massive problems. With and then you add in to that, like Zuckerbox and everything else. Yeah. And you've got a system you can't trust at all. It'd be interesting to, to follow up on this. And, Cause I mean, another part of this that would be interesting to me is what is this number as opposed to other election cycles? Like, is it, is they the, say this is the highest they've asked these questions before. Uh, I thought this was a one first time thing. That was my so, understanding. But yeah. But it, what was it? It was phrased in such a way that led me to believe Hang on, let me look for it. But go ahead, make your point. Uh, but basically, like, I think this is the, these are good questions to follow up with every election cycle, right? Like, we should get a running number to understand if this is going up, it's going down. I mean, you know, you, if you want to defend mail-in voting, you might just say, well, this is, a, this is a, obviously that we need, to, we, we need to educate people on how to do it. You're not allowed to sign this for your wife. It's a, it's a crime. Right. People need to know that. Maybe some of them don't. This is how it's phrased. No. This is the first time in history that we know of where a huge percentage of voters 
have admitted to committing voter fraud. Right. So but, it's maybe the first poll. Yeah, it's the first time this has been uncovered. That That's right. kind of my question. Like, yeah, is yeah, yeah. this number about this, is it 10, 20% every single time? Which is another major problem. It just this doesn't necessarily mean that 2020 was an outlier. But look, anytime you can get a first piece of information, it's a good thing. So I'm Do glad to know. Do you think, though, that we have done, does anybody, Republican, Independent, uh, uh, Democrat, does anybody think that we've actually secured the vote, that we've made it better, we've learned from 2020, that we've well, made it better? We know every vote is secure when <laughs> yeah. your side wins. Yes. When your side wins, everyone, no one complains at all about voter fraud. See, here's the problem. Because, and the government knows this, this is just yet another log on the fire that just keeps burning, that they they are doing things intentionally. Everybody knows that if Donald Trump wins, let's say he's the candidate, the nominee, if he wins, the country will be set on fire because the left will call the Democrats will say voter fraud, just like they did in 2000, mm-hmm. just like Hillary Clinton said to do in 2020 if Biden didn't win. OK, so they're going to call the call voter fraud and they already have the entire plan to set the streets on fire if that happens. If. Joe Biden wins. I don't know a single person that would say, oh, yeah, well, that was totally legitimate. I don't know a single person. Would you feel comfortable saying just what you know now? I'm, you know, it depends on what actually happens. But do you will you feel comfortable now that our that our elections are secure? Well, I think the healthy thing is to never feel comfortable with that and to always be questioning and it always be pushing back. If you're not doing that, that's how you fall a victim to Have we done that, these problems. Though? I mean, that doesn't seem like it. I know there's some like states. It. The problem, the funny thing about this is there have been some states that have made their election some laws states. a lot better. The problem yeah. is they're all the states that you're not that worried about. Right. They're all the states on the right who have done this. The states on the left have done uh, a lot to expand, quote unquote, expand access. Right. Which usually means we sent a f- uh, $50 bill in a ballot. Uh, to their house six months ago, and we're gonna keep we're gonna harass them to pick it up. Uh, a slight exaggeration, but not that much. The, this is a, the problem, and, and the left well, is here's going the great thing. Twenty twenty four. It's gonna be interesting to see how we work this all out. Isn't it? Gonna, you know, it's gonna be great to watch. It's gonna be fun to it's watch. Be very it's gonna entertaining be fun to watch. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about a United States Marine Corps captain pilot, John Jeremy Sachs. He was killed along with five other service members when his military aircraft crashed during a training exercise. His family and friends remember him as courageous, a brilliant man who devoted his career and the people were special that were special to him. He devoted himself to them as well. Sachs' wife, Amber, gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Can you imagine? This is where Tunnel to Towers comes in. They paid the mortgage on the Sachs family home. Because Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes, uh, the Sachs family doesn't have to worry about a house. They've helped over a thousand military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing a burden of the mortgage payment. Help them out now. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Go there now. Tunnel to Towers.
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn Plus. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. My son, you know, he just went to uh, Tony Robbins. He spent probably two weeks now with Tony Robbins. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Tony has just made my life so complex now. It's just Really? Yeah, because he's always like, let's go, let's go, come on, let's go, come on, let's go. And you're like, okay, calm, slow down, slow down. No, Dad, I don't want to slow down. You know, maybe it's your age that is saying slow down. Well, I mean, I, you know what I'm living? Do you remember that son, song by Cat Stevens, Father and Son? It's like, I'm old, I'm happy. You're talking about Yusef Islam? Yeah, you got time. Yes. Okay. Now, yes. But it was when he was Cat Stevens. Mm. No, Uh, don't dead name him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Is he a woman now, too? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Uh, Anyway. No, actually, now, because he's converted to Islam, so my guess is no. Not doing that. And you know what? You know what is good about it is it's exciting to be around people that are exciting. You know, things... You, I don't think people realize how much effect they can have on people, you know? Did you know, for instance, did you know that um, Hanukkah candles are not supposed to be, you know, on the mantle or the dinner table? The, the Hanukkah candles are supposed to be lit. Do you know where? No, I do not. Just outside the door or in a window visible from the streets. Okay. Well, that one seems like I'll, you have drapes. I would think it's a little concerning, well, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, other than that. But I mean, but that says a lot, doesn't it? And in, especially you, you are supposed to celebrate publicly right. the miracle of, of Hanukkah. So it's supposed to be in the windows. But in a world where, you know, you're Jewish and you're like, I don't think I'm going to put the menorah. I mean, that's. I mean, that should say everything. If you're living, because yeah. I've read a lot of people from Los Angeles, they don't want, they just are like, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. That's wrong. That's wrong. But anyway, the idea is that you need to share your light. Uh, and, you know, just to, with everything that's going on, if you're seeing somebody with a menorah in their window, that's a person of courage. Unfortunately, mm. I hate to say it. That's a person of courage. And those who don't, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, you could say you're living in fear. I think it's justifiable in some areas, but you're living in fear. And fear is actually a friend. Fear is what keeps us alive because the world is a really dangerous place. If you had no fear, you would have, as a kid, walked off the roof. You know, you would have done those jackass things. All the time, because you have no fear. Fear and the avoidance of danger, they're, they're wired deep into us. We recoil from a snake. We don't even, before we even consciously identify it as a snake, we know because that reflex is embedded so deeply into us. It's almost impossible to train yourself out of it. And it's a good thing because fear is also contagious. Now, good thing and bad thing. It's contagious. That's a good thing. A scream, a tone of voice, posture, facial expression. That will communicate fear from one person to the next. And that's a survival mechanism. Again, somebody in your group is afraid. Maybe they know something that I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've seen the tiger and, and I haven't seen it yet. 
And the smart thing is to react before asking too many questions. You just shut down and wait a minute, wait a minute. And then you can ask questions maybe because we are animals. We're social animals and we're constantly informed by one another, constantly calibrating against each other. And that goes for positive as well as negative crowds can turn into mobs and do horrible things. Okay, way beyond what an individual in that crowd could or would do. Anybody who has experienced this knows it gets out of control fast. Anybody who has been to church, let's say on Sunday, family went to Gateway yesterday, and and it was just it was really uplifting. A truly intense, exciting concert. All of a sudden. The congregation, the people that are there, it's different. It's not just you experiencing it at a football game. It's, it's just something, you're part of something greater, and you can't really put your uh, finger on it. And ideas are also contagious. I don't know if you follow Gadsad, but you should. Gadsad models bad ideas as mind pathogens. And he says they pass from one mind to another, infecting greater and greater numbers. Some social crazes from the tulip mania to the self-harm or transgenderism among teenage girls. See Abigail Schreiber's irreversible damage if you want to know more about that. But transgenderism among teenage girls is, has been shown that they're behaving in similar ways for similar reasons. Obviously, in many cases... Contagious fear is disastrous. And in our world, that's the obvious case. Just think of the pandemic panic on COVID-19. How many people just stopped thinking? Think of any time a million stories of people dying when a crowd panics and stampedes. Well, there was a, this is why you don't cry fire in a crowded movie theater when there's not a fire. You don't do that because you know how the crowd is going to react. The Bible's uh, view of uh, fear in combat, its contagious effects, is nicely summarized when priests are instructed to tell the Israelites, let your heart not be faint, don't panic, don't break. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight your enemies for you, but also Who is the man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house. Don't let him melt the heart of his fellows. Now, again, flip side. Positive emotions are contagious. Kindness, love, joy, even laughter. Ever wondered why there's canned laughter in sitcoms? I do this once in a while. If I'm having a really bad day, I have this saved on my Instagram Can we please play the baby laughing? Try not to laugh. Try not to laugh. There is nothing better. It is, I mean, it's contagious. Go back to the worship service, the concert hall, 
the baby laughing, people laughing. It's the same for courage. We always tell ourselves to reach deep within to find strength and courage. But courage is often sparked, at least initially, from without. Because courage is also contagious. War is the classic scene to study for obvious reasons. Studies of the Lincoln Brigade, American volunteers in the Spanish Civil War of the 1930s, considered classic investigations of courage in battle. Peter Carroll, 1994, the article uh, in, the, um, in the paper that related to panic that could become dangerously contagious, jeopardizing everyone, yet the veterans observed that courage, too, had become infectious. Dollar and Horton's book on the same topic, Fear in Battle, identifies leadership along with devotion to cause as keys enablers of courage in combat, something to fight for. The personal example of courage, Israeli combat officers are specifically taught to lead from the front. After me, it's not forward, it's after me. There's all kinds of these examples. The only fear we have to fear is fear itself. At the bottom, we've always known that. That's why we have heroes and statues. That's why we have stories that are meant to inspire us. Fictional, historical, from movies you know, to the Bible. We look to our heroes to teach us. They teach us how we should behave when the world goes dark and scary. We look to them, the past, to kindle the light of courage in us so we can choose to face the darkness. But what happens when a country has all of its real heroes taken down? All of the statues, good or bad, taken down. When they don't remember their history. That's really what Hanukkah is really about. It's what Christmas is really all about. Remember who you are. The world's dark and scary. That's the truth. Many play on fears. It makes us more afraid, including afraid of each other. And when that happens, we cry out for a savior to make us safe. There's only one savior that I know of. But... If we are rock solid, we have the light of courage and laughter and hope and truth within us. And if we light it up in ourselves and put it in the front window, it not only lights us up, it lights up others. More and more light on and on. Each candle burns from within, but it's lit by a spark from without, shining out against the darkness, but always reaching up. Look up. Look up. This holiday season, forget about everything else. Look up. Find courage. And even better, then pass it on. Light the candle in yourself. So you and others can face the darkness. I don't want to alarm you or anything, but uh, did you know that auto repair costs are up 20% from where they were just last year? So if your car is out of warranty and all of a sudden it breaks down, it's going to cost you that much more than it would a year ago. Deep breath, deep breath. Light that candle, light that candle. When you have protection from car shield, panic becomes peace of mind because they have your back. 
covering repairs on more than 5,000 parts from alternators to big ticket things like transmissions. There's no long-term contract. You get flexible, affordable monthly payments with, and this is the best part, a price that will never go up once you lock it in, no matter how many claims you file. And you can access CarShield's 24-7 roadside assistance and complimentary towing and rental options. Please do what I did and get coverage with CarShield. Call CarShield today, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan now, carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So there's a couple of things. Let's talk politics here for a second. It looks like uh, Donald Trump is up even more now against Biden in direct head to head. But there, this is I. I don't know if you read this uh, article, Stu, but it is it is so crazy how they are looking at things now. Uh, Donald Trump looks like if it was head to head, Trump would have a four point advantage over Biden. Okay. Um, but that doesn't, you know, they, they point out he's been charged with 91 felony counts right. for criminal prosecutions. He's probably yeah, anyway, of okay. course. Um, but then, but then they go on to say, but if you add five more challengers for the independent vote, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So five, five more challengers. More. There does seem like everyone these days is trying to get in on this. I mean, RFK Jr. is obviously the highest profile, and the other third-party candidates are going to be there. Like, there's still going to be a Libertarian nominee. There's still, you know, all that's going to happen. But then anyway, like Liz Cheney was going to, Cornell West is in there. It seems like people, more and more people are jumping in to kind of make this third-party thing happen. Biden lags behind Trump by four percentage points, 47-43, on a hypothetical ballot. Trump's lead, however, expands to six points. 37 to 31, uh, if you add in Democrat-turned-independent Robert F. Kennedy, he drew the most at 8%. But I don't think that's going to happen. You know what I think that is? And this is really wrong, I think. People do this all the time. They don't want to feel like their vote has been thrown away, so they listen to the polls. And they either don't go because they think their candidate won, or they don't go because they think their candidate's going to lose, or they change their vote in primary. They change their vote because they want to be with a winner. You could go out yeah. and say, I want to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. It shows 8%, but I bet you that's more like 2 and when remember, the actual vote happened. The first, when he first announced, there were polls with him at 24%. Yes. I mean, this is, if, if that's true, it's degrading pretty quickly. It is a weird way we do this, though. Like, I, There's a guy I know who had a, a, it was a DeSantis sign in his front yard very early. And he was a big DeSantis supporter and recently took the sign down. And his answer, when we asked him, like, hey, why'd you take the sign down? He said, well, for obvious reasons. Now, now the obvious well, reason, obvious I think, what he was saying was, okay, well, you know, he's not doing that well. Like, he's not winning. He was, at that time, it was pretty close. You know, this is, like, very early on this year. And I guess because, you know, he's not, he's not winning and it hasn't gone as well as, as, as he'd hoped, uh, he, he took it down. But, like, are you trying to predict? 
predict the winner of the election or are you trying to pick who you think is the best candidate? If you think DeSantis is the best candidate, you would support him until the votes happen. Right. right. Why would you change to the other guy so you can say you were on the side of the guy who won? What does that matter? Like, uh, you're, we're trying to pick a presidential nominee here. Like, you want to pick the best one. If if he, if, and this is pretty consistent with people that I know, if, if DeSantis were to lose and your guy doesn't win, you're probably going to vote for Donald Trump or you're going to vote yes, for Nikki are. Haley, whoever the candidate is. So anyone but Biden, basically. So why... Why in a primary would you feel like, is it because you just want to be part of the winning team? Is that why, uh, is that how you're casting your vote? I found that to be very what, strange, but consistent along with a lot of people. Uh, we, only, we only have a minute. We have to get in, oh, in 30 seconds. We have to get into what uh, Steve Dace uh, said about Iowa politics okay. and how, that, how that's shaping up. We'll do that uh, coming up next hour. Also, uh, a good friend is stopping by uh, who I think you will really really enjoy the perspective in uh, just a couple of minutes stand by